Hi, I'm Marcus, and I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon. You can too by visiting patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Drawn and Paneled is the comic book showcase podcast from Gen X Grown Up. Every Wednesday, we bring you news, reviews, interviews, insight, and commentary on the comic books we love from the golden age to the modern age. Welcome back, Drawn and Paneled podcast listener. I'm George, and with me as always is Jason. Hey, everybody. And today we are here to talk to you about comic books. But before we get into our comic books, Jason, we've got, believe it or not, our first iTunes review. (gasps) Oh, wow. Is it more than one star? It is more than one star. Yes. It's actually five stars. Can you believe that? I think I can because I, I have faith in our podcast and I know that people like it. So let's let's hear what they have to say. Our five-star review comes from Utah Film Nerd. Okay. And Utah Film Nerd says, This show is a must for comic book fans. It really is, as the intro says, the comic book showcase podcast. Top quality production, informative content, and contagious enthusiasm. That's pretty special. That is pretty good. (laughs) Thank you, Utah Film Nerd. You know, we've only done, this is like our sixth episode so far, something like that. It's the third or fourth one of our current event series, which are our regular podcasts that we do every week. And I'm just ecstatic that we actually got a review. As a matter of fact, I'm so ecstatic that when I saw that we had a review, I reached out to some of our friends in the comic book world and arranged a little contest giveaway for our podcast listeners. Oh, do tell. If you remember on our first episode ever, we had Scout President James Hake on. Right. Well, I reached out to James, and James is such a big fan of the show, such a big fan of the Gen X Grown Up YouTube channel and universe, that he said, hey, you know what? If you ever want to do a contest, hit me up. So I hit him up, and he is going to send us five, count them, one, two, three, four, five, number one Scout issues. Oh, that's awesome. So we're going to give those away in a contest. And the way we're going to do it is if you leave us an iTunes review and then take a little picture of that iTunes review and send it to us at drawn at genxgrownup.com, we will enter you automatically into the contest. We will draw this in two weeks. So not the next week when we do our back issue podcast, but the week after that, when we do our current events, we will announce who our winner is for the Scout 5 number one issues. That sounds great. Can anybody leave a review and be entered to win? So if like I did it right now, would I be eligible? (laughs) (laughs) No, I I don't think we're going to allow those of us who actually run the podcast to enter the contest. So no Gen X grown up personnel shall be eligible for the Scout comic books giveaway. Okay, I guess that's fine. (laughs) But we still have some great listeners out there. We can't wait to give this package away to them. So I'm looking forward to it. I hope you guys are too. So get out there, write those iTunes five-star reviews and send them to us, drawn at genxgrownup.com. You, you there in my plane, who are you? For Athena's sake, get up off your knees. I, I can't get off my knees, Wonder Woman. Hey there, Drawn and Paneled podcast listener. I want to take just a second to tell you about something you didn't know you were missing. 
I'm John, and along with Mo. Hey, everybody. And George. Hey, how's it going, guys? We are Gen X Grown Up. Gen X Grown Up is a website, YouTube channel, and audio podcast by and for Generation Xers, kids of the late 70s and early 80s who may have grown older but have refused to grow up. Every week on our podcast, we cover media, games, tech, toys, comics, games, and pop culture of yesterday and today through the eyes of guys who grew up loving that stuff. And every other week, we do a backtrack where we pick a single nostalgic topic from our youth and dig in deep. You can find us anywhere you listen to your podcasts or find us right on our website at genxgrownup.com. If you're a Generation Xer or know someone who is, I hope you'll check out Gen X Grown Up. Your dinner All right, now it's time for my favorite segment, the news. Hey, that's my favorite segment, too, because I don't have to do any work. Okay, well, (laughs) I've got some pretty uh, interesting little bits of news for us uh, this week. Cool. Lay it on us. I believe it was our last current events uh, episode, or one of our episodes, I talked about the image series Dead Rabbit, about sure, uh, yeah, yeah. Boston uh, mob mm-hmm. stuff. Well, after two issues, that book has been canceled. After two issues? After wow. two issues. What happened is that there is a cocktail bar in New York called Dead Rabbit. And they Okay. Makes sense. Yes. Yeah, so they have a character and they produced some of their own comic books to kind of go look with their cocktail menus called Dead Rabbit. And it's about Irish street gangs in New York, kind of similar to, do you remember the Gangs of New York movie with Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah, because I believe that movie made it out that the Dead Rabbits were a real gang yes. back in turn of the century, New York. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So that's what it's like. So they're filing over, you know, copyright, uh, filing a suit over copyright against uh, Image. And so Image has pulled the books uh, off the shelves. They've done a recall and have canceled the series wow. because of this lawsuit, $2 million lawsuit. $2 million lawsuit. Yes. Well, I mean, Image could probably afford it, but still, that's I'm sure they don't want to mess with that. So I get why they canceled it. But yeah, man, who would have thought? It's a bummer because it's a really good series. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe they can work out some kind of a deal. A lot of times when these lawsuits happen, you know, there'll be some kind of negotiation and stuff behind the scenes. It won't really go to court. So maybe they'll work out some kind of deal with this bar where the bar can get some kind of free press or some credit or maybe an ad in the comic book or something, and they'll let them keep doing it. But I hope it comes back because I was looking forward to reading that. I hadn't gotten a chance to yet. Right. Yeah, I am too. I I could see it becoming a movie, but we'll see how it all shakes out with this uh, lawsuit deal. Cool. All right. What else you got for us? Is that the only thing going on this no, week? Should we move on? No. Yeah. There's, no, more there's stuff? some more stuff. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if you're familiar with the comic book publisher 2000 AD. They're a British comic book publisher. They're responsible for Judge Dredd is their biggest property. Oh, well, I know Judge Dredd. I didn't know the publisher, but OK. Yeah, I know right. Judge Dredd. Right. So 2000 AD is owned by a video game publisher called Rebellion, and they do the video games. They do comics, books. Well, they just purchased space over in the UK to set up a 100 million dollar film and tv studio so 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's already a Judge Dredd series in the works, a TV I'm series. I'm sure if that's their flagship series, right. they've already done movies for that franchise and everything. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And they've also announced that there's going to be another one of their properties, Rogue Trooper. I'm not real familiar with Rogue Trooper, but there's a film in the works. But anyway, that's what uh, this uh, studio is is doing. That's big money, $100 million to produce yeah, their own not, stuff. Yeah, that's a little bit more than my comic book weekly purchase allowance that I get from my wife. Right. So hopefully we'll get some good stuff out of there. I know 2000 AD is a popular They've been around since the 70s, I believe. Um, I believe Alan Moore, you know, used to do some work for him and some other folks that we're familiar with in the States did a lot of stuff with 2000 AD back in the day. So there should be some good stuff down the road from them. And I know that I had forwarded you a press release that we got from our friends at Aspen Comics. It was something about Humble Bundle or something like that. Yes, that was the other bit of news I was going to share. So Aspen has teamed up with Humble Bundle, which is sometimes a mouthful to say. Are you familiar with Humble Bundle? Yeah, no, actually, I get a ton of video games from there. We've talked about it on the Gen X Grown Up podcast. It's actually one of my favorite ways to get video games because not only can you purchase a large amount of video games at one time for a very small price, you get to name the price in most cases with Humble Bundle. But the reason why they call it Humble Bundle is they humbly donate part of your purchase to charity. You can even designate that all of your purchase goes to charity. So they also do books a lot of times. They've been doing books. They've been doing comic books and I guess Aspen now is going to be a humble bundle. That's right. They're celebrating their 15th anniversary. And so there's a ton of Aspen stuff to choose from. I know they're famous for Fathom. The artist Michael Turner, uh, he passed away some years ago, but he did a lot of work for Fathom and was a very popular artist. So a lot of that stuff is available for people to download. They can name their price And there's also an incentive code that you can enter. It's all in the press release. We'll have a link to it in the show notes. But this incentive code, you can get a copy of one of the variant covers for some of the uh, uh, covers that Michael Turner did for DC and Marvel. Uh, He did a lot of the variants for the Civil War back in 2006. Um, I'm not sure which ones are available, but there's there's a lot of that stuff that's out there. So there's an incentive code that you can enter to get one of those. And as far as charity goes, the charity that this proceed goes to is the Hero Initiative. Oh, okay. What's the Hero Initiative? So the Hero Initiative is for comic creators from the past that maybe have fallen on hard times. Uh, this, oh, right. This is okay, to help, yeah, help them with medical bills and stuff like that. Sure. So well, that sounds like a great charity. I'm sure I'll go out there and grab the Aspen Comics bundle myself. So I'll make sure to send some of that money to Humble Bundle so they can keep going. But then a large portion of it going to the charity, the Hero Initiative. Wait a doggone minute. A flame-breathing dinosaur? Impossible. Unless this is one of Dr. Illusion's... <laughs> So it's another one of your little games, Doctor. Sorry to interrupt, Gen Xers, but this show will be done before you know it. And then what are you going to do? You're going to need something to fill your ear holes with. And we're here to be that uh, ear hole filling thing. We're Blockbuster Nostalgia. We're a movie podcast that's counting down the biggest hit films of the 1980s based on how much money they made. 
because that'll show those dirty 80s commies. Each week we have a few drinks, or a lot, and talk about a different classic film. Which inevitably leads us to rant about things like... Where Luke Skywalker kept his sex robots. What if Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon was in fact a Velociraptor? Who would win in a fight between Rocky Balboa or a Gundam? How the Winter Olympics should definitely feature rabbit wolves on skis. We even cast Vin Diesel one time as a talking car in a smoking a Bennett style rom-com. And we pitch Paul Blart Part 3, the one where he's a Thundercat. We've been at it for two years now, so we have plenty of vulgar, definitely not for kids, fun for you to enjoy. From Die Hard and Dirty Dancing to Ferris Bueller and Star Wars, we've got your favorite 80s movies covered. Check us out on Facebook, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for our roundtable segment. Yay! And today... <laughs> And that second ooh that you just heard is our featured guest this week. It's Mark Darden, the famous guano guy from Comic Sans fame. (laughs) We have been fans of guano guy and Mark for a very long time here at Gen X Grown Up. Mark and I met at a Tallahassee Comic Con convention like over a year ago now, I believe, wasn't it, Mark? Yeah, and that was my that was my first convention. That was your first convention? Oh, I didn't even realize that. Wow. Yeah. You've that come was the such first a long time way. I was seen by public. <laughs> well, we met at that convention. I enjoyed the story that you told about your book and everything. So let's give the fans right now. We know that we've reviewed the book on uh-huh. Comic Sans in the past, and you were a big part of the Comic Sans show for a long time. Yeah. We've retired Comic Sans. We transitioned over to Drawn and Paneled. We are so happy to have you here. Tell us all about Guano Guy. Guano Guy. Uh, started it several years ago as a webcomic with an artist, Ashby Utting, who was a very instrumental and a partner in the early goings. And we did about 60 pages together before I started working with Nick Hoffman, who did issue number one, as well as some shorts with me. And now I've done a whole new issue that was 40 pages of shorts to find my new artist, which I've happily found in Alexander Umlin, who did half my new 40 page book. And that new book just came out all, all my Kickstarter people, it was successfully Kickstarted. So all the Kickstarter orders hit the mail. Uh, Jason already got copies. Actually, he showed up at the, uh, at the comic four, signing that I was four, doing. Yeah, four copies. I got yeah. you got four copies. Each. How did you get four copies? What, how many did I get? Well, because there was there was a Kickstarter exclusive cover, uh, and I had a couple damaged. Jason grabbed one of the damaged ones, and then there was a new cover that was a convention and store only cover, and he grabbed every cover I had. Where's the former Comic Sans host love cover? That's what hey, I want to know hey, about. Hey, you got the Kickstarter exclusive <laughs> cover, and I threw you in an extra one. It dropped in your file. Okay. Yeah. So I got an extra one in my file. Sweet. I can't wait to go pick that up now. <laughs> if you read your text messages, you'd know that already. Well, I'm too busy preparing, getting this show ready for you to <laughs> display your greatness to the drawn and paneled universe. I, I appreciate all love for my greatness. I, I forgive. Yeah. By, by the way, Mark, all four of those covers look great. Hey, I, that's awesome. I mean, Alexander did that, that crayon one, which I love was the last minute thing where it was just a, it was a drawing he had sent to me and it was sitting around. I was like, kids are going to love that. I got to make that a cover. Yeah. Even 36 year old kids loved it too. So <laughs> what you got to do is Mark, you got to put those images up online just of the cover so that Jason can throw them into the show notes of the episode. So people can go out and salivate over the greatness of Guano Guy and oh, then they awesome. can find out how they can purchase it. Right. 
Absolutely. We'll do. Yes, give me more I mean, work to do. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about Guano Guy, because Drawn and Paneled's a new thing. We've talked about mm-hmm. Guano Guy on Comic Scenes. We've talked about Guano Guy in Gen X Grown Up World, but Drawn and Paneled's a new place to display Guano Guy. So tell us all about the story, how you came up with it. Tell us about the character, because I really dig this guy. He's he's kind of cool. It's like a it's a great book because you can share it with a younger audience, but it's also funny for an older audience. It's kind of a princess bride meets superheroes kind of feel for me. So tell us about Guano Guy. Yeah, no, that's I mean, that's a great description. And definitely that's one of those comedies I loved as a kid. Uh, but when I yeah, when I was coming up with Guano Guy, I was really thinking like Seinfeld was superpowers. That kind of Seinfeld was superpowers. <laughs> yeah, just those those wacky conversations and jerks who are lovable but don't know they're jerks. Like you love to watch them, but you wouldn't really want to be friends with them. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and just kind of cringeworthy TV kind of stuff. Yeah, and, and I was I was looking a lot at athletes and how there's those guys who. They do it because they love the fame and they love the money, but they don't really care about bringing a championship to the town. And Guano Guy's oh. kind of that hero. <laughs> That's great, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's in it for the fame and fortune and saving people is just kind of a byproduct that he has to do in order to get it. But he's And kinda, the, the interesting thing, like this town doesn't allow superpowers, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh and, and that was kind of in a in one page in issue one. And it'll slowly get developed in in later issues. Was that there's just too many superheroes going on in the world, so all the normal people retreated into a dome. And Guano Guy was the guy that went, "Oh, here's my chance. Now I can be a hero." <laughs> now that all the supers are outlawed, I can have my shot at internet fame. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Now. I do also want to point out, I love how you do the numbering of the issues because I didn't recognize it at first. When when we first met, you showed me issue number one, mm-hmm. ended up buying it. I like the issue number one, but you have like a 0.5 issue and then a one and then a 1.5 and a two and a two point. It's really nice how you kind of changed up the whole numbering system for this issue. Why did you go that route? Why are they half issues? <laughs> one, because I thought it was funny. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, that it, works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And two, because all those um, half issues, are the short story issues. So when issue two comes out, it'll actually continue on from issue one. And then when three comes out, it'll continue on from issue two. But the short story ones kind of fall in where their their continuity is a little more fun and it's just short stories and different artists. So they're kind of like the B-side of the albums. Yeah, that's that's a great way to look at it. Nice, cool. And which issue was your Kickstarter issue, Mark, 2.5? Yeah, the Kickstarter was 2.5, and really it's it's basically 2.5 and 3.5 because it's a 40-pager. Oh, wow. Um, I ended okay. up with so much stuff done by the time the Kickstarter could get done that I just went ahead and put out a double issue. Wow. Gotcha. That's cool. So are you going to re-release it for 3.5 so you can get double the bucks later on <laughs> and you've already done all the work? <laughs> no, it'll, it'll just stay 2.5 and just... Maybe addition, maybe in the future I'll skip 3.5 and go straight to 4.5 and people are like, wait, what? It, because the last <laughs> one was a double. <laughs> well, just that's kind of cool, too. Just just keep them off balance, yeah. right? right? Keep you on your toes. <laughs> Especially all the databases out there, like the CLZs and those kind of things. They're just going to go haywire trying the, to figure out your numbering system. They're going to yeah, explode, well, there, there was yeah. A, there was a, a band that I liked in the 80s called the Traveling Wilburys. Right, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, Traveling yeah. Wilburys, yeah. Right, and a bunch of famous guys got together and did albums, and they did number one, 
And then they did volume three. Oh, <laughs> did they really? I didn't realize that. Yeah. That's funny. Just to mess with people. They went straight to volume three and like, well, wait, people wonder where volume two is. Exactly. So are you comparing yourself to Tom Petty and all those guys? Now? I, I, I would say Bob Dylan more Bob Dylan, than Tom Petty. George oh, Harrison. Boy. No. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, Guado Guy is a great book. We love it. It's one of the reasons why we started doing these kinds of episodes, not just the podcast, but even before with Comic Sans, because we really want to highlight the independent movement in comic books and not mm-hmm. just the big independents like Image and Dark Horse and those guys, but the small independent trying to pull themselves up by their bootstraps Mm -hmm. kind of guys like yourself who are out there grinding it out, working a day job and going to school at night maybe, and then doing this also and spending like 20 of their 24 hours a day working the whole time because it's really important to get that message out there. Yeah, yeah. And as you know, I was going to a 40-hour-a-week school while doing this comic and conventions, and uh, and now that school is about to wrap up, and I'm headed off to an aviation job, but um, we'll be continuing to do comics. Nice. Well, now, you talk about continuing to do comics. I know before we started recording this podcast, you sent me a little treatment of a new idea that you have. Do you want to give us a little exclusive here at Drawn and Paneled and talk a little bit about it, or is that still hush-hush? No, yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome to talk about it a little bit. Um, you know, I pursued this Guano Guy thing for a while, and it's a book I love. It's a funny, ridiculous book, but I've got other. Oh my gosh, I've got like six other projects I want to do that are completely different. And the next one that I want to do, and it's one I've actually submitted a little bit before. Last Wish, that's about a uh, supernatural Make a Wish Foundation. And it draws upon a lot of people that I've met and situations that I've ran into where people are really struggling and wanting to see a dream come true. And what if you really were out of time and you needed maybe a little bit higher power to help you get there? I'm guessing from the description and from what I've read that this is not going to be a straight comedy. This is going to be a little bit darker, a little bit more serious. work. Yeah. Yeah. Very serious, very emotional, much more of a human drama. I do have a couple moments of levativity, but that's really just to uh, get you ready to get punched in the face harder. Wow. Will it come with a box of Kleenex? It sounds like it could be kind of a tearjerker, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, there will be a little envelope on the back with a okay. few Kleenex the, for you. Okay, cool. The, the, the Kleenex variant. That's the, mm-hmm. the new big thing in comics now. Okay. Absolutely. That's what Mark's been working on, guys. Jason, I know you've probably been reading some other books out there besides Guano Guy. I know we haven't gotten a chance to read Last Wish yet, but what else have you been reading lately? So I'm really into Boom Studios right now. They have some good books out, and one that really caught my attention is Black Badge. Have you guys read this one yet? I have because you recommended this one back like Two episodes ago, you talked about wanting to pick it up on New Comic Book Day, I think it was. This is the one that, if I remember right, it's Boy Scouts doing like kind of SEAL Team wet work stuff, right? Exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's It follows a Boy Scout troop called the Black Badge. There's four of them. One of them is a female, so they're not all men or boys, but they all have specialties, uh, but they do stuff that the government or the army maybe can't do. They can get into places and scout stuff out do recon, things go wrong. I think the first issue, they start out in South Korea, but they cross the border into North Korea. So it's just some crazy stuff happens. Um, and Mark, all- have you heard of this one? 
I just recently heard of it, but that was really thanks to Jason and running into him. So it's one I, I definitely I should check out, too, because just the concept sounds fantastic. Yeah, I read that first issue myself, and you're right, Jason, that it it talks about uh, them moving from South Korea to North Korea. And one of the neat little parts of that book is where they get to basically feign ignorance to the authorities in North Korea. They're like, oh, these are just a bunch of kids. They just lost their way. And they're like, yeah, we just lost our way. But they really just blew a whole place up for the right. government, for the U.S. government and everything. Yeah, that's kind of part of their cover is that they can just play off as they're just, you know, overeager Boy Scouts that get lost and, you know, don't get blamed for anything. But there's a lot of backstories that goes on. All the characters seem to have some kind of tragic backstory or some way they got into this black badge uh, outfit, but we haven't figured out, you know, everything yet. But it has a really cool vibe to it. It reminds me of a Wes Anderson film, like a mm, good Grand, point. Okay. Grand Budapest Hotel or his other one, a Sunrise Kingdom or Moonrise Kingdom about the Boy Scouts. It, it reminds me of those films a lot. It has that kind of indie, indie film vibe to now, it. I like the book. Yeah. It sounds like the French Foreign Legion for kids. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> I like the book. Now, I will say I, I like the one character who he's the new kid of the group and he's just there because he's essentially a badge completionist. He's got every single badge that the Boy Scouts can have. He even did this like scuba diving one that nobody ever goes for and he survived that one. And so he's trying to get this final black badge that he just found out about. And that's where the term comes from, I guess. But I'm not really sold on the artwork in this book yet. I I don't really enjoy that kind of dirty art feel that this one has, like unfinished almost. But I know a lot of people like that. It's just not my thing. Do you enjoy that, Jason? Or It, it wouldn't be my go-to style, but I, I think it works as far as this story and the kind of quirkiness of it. I feel that it lends itself to this story and what they're trying to do. I, I wouldn't gravitate toward that art normally, but I, I feel that it works with the story is, is the way I look at it. Okay. Were there any little, little tidbits? Cause I only read issue one and I think there's been two or three out. Have you read any of the other issues? Is there any little things you can throw at our listeners so that they can decide if they want to pick this up? It seems that these kind of keep going after they finish one mission, they bounce to kind of another mission. Uh, issue two introduces a Canadian Boy Scout Legion, uh, the like, oh. the mount, like the junior Mountie type thing. Uh, and there's a pretty cool little twist with uh, that one too. So it's definitely, it expands kind of this whole undercover Boy Scout universe. It's, it's fun stuff. So they're not the only troop out there doing wet work then. There's other people from other countries doing this kind of thing. That's right. Other kids, I guess. <laughs> That's a little creepy, but okay. Yeah, it's, it's a little <laughs> creepy. And there's some... Uh, the, the leader of the group, you, you find out a little bit more about him. You, you're not sure how to feel about him. So it's interesting for sure. What about you, George? Are you reading anything new? I am. I mean, I don't know how new it is. There's four issues out so far, so it's kind of new, but it's called Pearl. Okay. And this is a book from Jinx World, which is kind of a subsidiary of DC Comics. So it's kind of independent, but it's still funded by the big one of the big two. So maybe it's not completely independent, but it's got an independent vibe and feel to it. This is not something you would see coming out of D.C. normally. Have either of you guys read Pearl yet? Mm -mm. No. 
Yes, yes. I've uh, I read it about the same time I read Black Badge. I was on an airplane flying to Scotland and was reading some comics on my iPad. And Pearl and Black Badge were two that I really dug into. I think Pearl's a great choice. It's a good book. I enjoy it so far. I enjoyed issue number one a little bit more than I've enjoyed a couple of the subsequent issues, only because... They're a little difficult when you're reading them on an electronic device, like you mentioned reading them on your tablet. Because they do a lot of two-page layouts on them, if your device only displays one page at a time, it's a little bit hard to follow the narrative across the pages because it doesn't go top-down. It goes from one page left to the other page right and then top-down. Yes. So it's a little confusing. Uh, There's also some stuff that, I don't know, maybe it's a translational issue or something, but I'm not quite getting the vibe of the book, but I'm still intrigued by the storyline. Essentially, there's this young Japanese girl. She has lost both her mother and father at different points in the story. She is this remarkable tattoo artist who's also had a tattoo put on her by this legendary tattoo artist. She becomes a tattoo artist for the Yakuza in Japan, and she also ends up they figure out that she's really good at killing. And so they've decided that they want her to become an assassin for the clan as well. Yeah, I enjoyed the book. Um, I Some of the supporting characters, like the guy, that guy, is he another t- tattoo artist that kind of keeps popping up and seems interested mm-hmm. in her? I can't really yeah. get, get with him too much. He's kind of a dope. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the guy that she saved in that right. one first issue where the other Yakuza clan are coming to kill him and she kills all of them right away. And that's when everybody figures out, "Uh oh, this girl knows what she's doing with guns and she saves him. And then they work together. Like he keeps following her around, even though she doesn't want him around. They keep finding each other in different situations, different scenarios in the fourth book. The one that I read recently now it's her, her best friend and him are kind of trying to run it looks like but it's so very difficult to figure this out and then there's a little twister at the end of issue number four where it looks like that the person she thought was her mother either wasn't her mother or maybe wasn't the person she thought she was so the big yakuza boss is like i don't know how i'm gonna tell her and i'm like why is he worried about hurting her feelings he's the yakuza boss but maybe there's gonna be some kind of familial relationship there Hmm. It's a little twisted right now. I'm hoping that they wrap this thing a little bit tighter in the next two or three issues. But I wanted to bring it to our Drawn and Panel podcast listeners because I think it's the type of story we should support, even if it doesn't turn out very well. Just the idea of doing something different from one of the big two is what intrigues me. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good uh, offering from DC, uh, even though it, it's a Jinx World, it's by Brian Michael Bendis, who just came on board to DC. He did a lot of stuff on Marvel, and I think he shines with these interpersonal stories. But I do agree with you that the first issue was great, but it gets a little hard to follow at times. Um, but it's still still worth picking up and reading. I, I think it's a fun story, and she's an intriguing character. Mark, what about you? Is this the kind of story that you might want to read at some point? I know you haven't read it yet, but is this the kind of thing that you would be interested in? Yeah, it does sound sound like the kind of thing I would be interested in. Um, I'm really into indie books, 
and what's coming out of different companies. <laughs> I know you said it's connected with one of the biggers, but uh, I love seeing different ideas and stuff that's more far out than just superheroes, even though I love superheroes. Right, sure. I mean, we all love superheroes. That's what drew us to comic books in the first place. But it is nice to see the independent scene having more teeth with its stories, more you know, heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching moments, along with the comedy of a book like Guano Guy or the, you know, a Black Badge, which is kind of in between. There's some humor moments, but there's some really dark stuff. So it's kind of mm-hmm. both ways with that one. So it's nice to see these three books in a round table because you start off with Guano Guy, super funny, super campy. You go Black Badge, which kind of bridges the gap. And then you go into Pearl, which is very dark and very twisted. And you can tell there's going to be a lot of human interest in the story. Yeah, definitely. Well, when you get the Yakuza involved, it gets pretty <laughs> grim. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> I have planted a bomb which will be detonated on receipt of a signal from my mind. Good trick, Merlin! Spider-Man! How did you know I was here? I followed your trail from the theater. Got a few tricks of my own, you know. Huckleberry Comics is a publisher working on creating the most innovative and unique graphic novels, one-shots, manga, tabletop games, and even eventually video games. Right now, we're working on getting ready to launch Dream State Radicals, a project which has taken 18 artists over two years to create. It's a gritty sci-fi thriller in the vein of Dusex, Blade Runner, Detroit, and so many more. It's an awesome graphic novel with tons of free concept art, and will be launching on Indiegogo early 2019. Follow us on Twitter, at HuckleberryDSR, like us on Facebook, or check out our website to learn more. Now's the time you've all been waiting for where we talk about what we're looking forward to for this week. Mark, as is tradition with Drawn and Paneled, mm-hmm. we start with our guest. What are you looking forward to that's coming out this coming week? Yeah, I love being first. That's great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like putting you right on the spot, yeah, huh, buddy? Yeah, <laughs> let's get right out ahead of things. Yeah, <laughs> so there's, uh, there's Archie meets Batman 66 number five. And you okay. love the Archie meets Batman stuff. You have talked about that forever, yeah. <laughs> even back in the Comic Sans days. Yeah, well, because, I mean, Batman 66, that's got a spot in my heart because um, the old TV show. So I oh, like of course. that. Right. And Archie, though, that kind of old comic that I read when I was a little kid. So it's a nice pairing. And the cover has them holding the old school bomb together that Batman ran through the city trying to find a place to get rid of. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Some, yeah, so some that, days you can't get rid of a bomb. Yeah. Yep. You can't find a spot to get rid of the bomb. <laughs> so, yeah. I already think like it should say, like, Archie learns to love the bomb. And uh, <laughs> Archie learns to love the bomb. That's great. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Umbrella Academy number three is coming out. And I was a big fan of the original Umbrella Academy series. It's weird. It's it's odd. Rick and Morty versus D&D number three. I mean, that's got two things I love very much right there. Going Rick and together. Morty and D&D, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then uh, <laughs> Deadpool number seven. I, I'm, I mean, it shows him slaying Santa in the sleigh. Oh, so, wow. I gotta find you out. You can't how go that wrong happens. with Deadpool versus Santa, I guess. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If Lobo would show up, it'd really be crazy. Oh. <laughs> is that so? Now, is this Deadpool Assassins? Is it that series, or is it the regular Deadpool series? No, it's regular Deadpool. Okay, okay gotcha. Because there's two of Deadpool's going out. At least two that I know about right now. Yeah, yeah. He's like a Deadpool's like '80s, '90s Wolverine. Yes, he's everywhere. Right. Yeah, he's everywhere. There's got to be seven of him running around. Jason, how about you? What are you going to grab this week? Well, there's a few things that 
uh, strike my fancy. Uh, the first is a new one from Image called Die. It's been described as a goth Jumanji. A goth Jumanji? Yes. Ba- oh, man. Okay. Ba- basically, it's about some 40-somethings that have to deal with some unnamed or some really bad horrors that they had barely survived when they were playing a role-playing game as a teen and they've come back to haunt them. So it's got kind of a, you know, a Jumanji D&D type vibe to it, but definitely grim and gritty. It's definitely up my alley for sure. Cool. And then we've got Dark Arc number 12 from Aftershock Comics. Basically, you've you've got Noah's evil brother in an arc of his own with a lot of the like evil monsters when God flooded the the earth. So they're stuck on this boat for 40 days and 40 nights. So it's some fun stuff with like evil characters. Okay. All right. And then you've got, this is the time of year when all the holiday specials are coming out. You know, Marvel does holiday specials. DC does holiday specials. Well, the one that I think is going to be the most fun is from Dynamite Entertainment, Barbarella Holiday Special. <laughs> Barbarella, the original, like the old sci-fi movie yeah, Barbarella Fonda. that was Jane Fonda? Yes. They're, they're going to have That's a Barbarella crazy. Holiday Special. And then finally, from Boom Studios, there's a new one that looks fun called Wizard Beach about a kid that wants to be a wizard. So he goes to visit his uncle, who's this great wizard, but finds out his uncle just wants to hang out on the beach and not really do much. So it could oh, be I a thought you were going to say this was like Harry Potter. Potter goes on vacation or something like that. No, it's Harry Potter goes to see Dumbledore and Dumbledore just wants to sit on the beach and drink Mai Tais. So I can see that. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) George, as it comes up every week, what is your allowance this week on comic books? Well, my allowance is small this week, but I've stolen some money out of the wife's purse. So I'm going to grab a couple extra issues, even though it wasn't something that was already there. (laughs) I'm sure your time is numbered once she finds out she's got some cash missing. Oh, yeah, I'm sure she will. (laughs) First thing I'm going to grab, Walking Dead number 186. Of course, I'm a big Walking Dead fan. So every time a new issue comes out, I've got to grab that one. So number 186 is out this week. I've got to grab that. But then I'm going to go on kind of a, a number one, number two stroll through the new comic books this week. There's a book called Prodigy, mm-hmm. issue number one that's coming out. Another book called Self Made, okay. issue number one also. The Freeze, another number one one. That one's kind of weird and unique. The entire human race has been frozen except for one guy, and he's the only one that has the ability to unfreeze humans and all about the decisions he has to make, apparently. I'm not sure if he's going to like unfreeze the right people or the wrong people, or maybe he's going to kill people as he unfreeze. I'm not sure, but it looks kind of interesting to me. Yeah, that is interesting for sure. Then after that, I'm going to grab one more for our friend John from Gen X Grown Up than for myself, but it's called The Shadow Year One, issue number one. Okay. He's a huge Shadow fan, has been from ever since I've known him. He listened to the old Shadow radio plays. He wasn't alive when they were on, but he listened to the recordings of them. And he was a big fan of all the Shadow stuff coming out. There was a movie in the 80s or 90s, in the 90s, if I remember right. right. Alec Baldwin. I'm going to grab that one just so I can get an extra copy for John. And then, believe it or not, it looks like Scout is going to have the source number two coming out this week. Now, it's always kind of hard to tell with some of their stuff because sometimes they have some printing issues. So even though it's announced for a week, it might come out the next week. But it looks like this one's going to come out this week, which is a really good book. It's a brand new series. It's got a lot of accolades coming out on it. So 
that's a good one that I'm looking forward to. That's what I'm going to grab this week. All right. Very cool. And as I traveled across the billions of miles of space at speeds faster than light, I grew only a very little. By the time the small spaceship entered the solar system, I was still an infant, unable to talk, unable to walk. Soon, the ship entered Earth's atmosphere and plunged to the surface on a small farm near a village named Smallville. This week on Laser Time, the Internet's seventh leading pop culture podcast, the gang is tackling a brand new topic. As of 1984. Oh, yes. Um, what do you think? Uh, what do you think Phil Phillips, Prince Gary, not Prince Gary, Pastor Gary, <laughs> are going to have a problem with E.T.? Is there anything you can guess off the top of your head? Oh, man. Um, cross-dressing. Well, it's against violence. There is totally cross-dressing. <laughs> <laughs> Adamantly <laughs> against cross-dressing. He, he saved that scorn for uh, someone else. Okay. But, uh, E.T., the extraterrestrial. What, do you, what can we say about him? Well, E.T. smashed box office records in 1982 by doing $318 million. It was a camouflage occult movie, including uh, levitation, psychic oh, healing, God. mind control, uh, mental telepathy. E.T. also included some inferences to homosexuality. What? No, it didn't. <laughs> no, it didn't. False. Let me see the part of your brain. That's and he doesn't go on to elaborate. Oh, I was gonna say, like, well, you just paused it, so go on. There are he doesn't. There is not a hint of any kind of sexuality in this entire film. Is it the mom's film. haircut? Uh, oh wait, no, he does kiss someone <laughs> while drunk. Jesus Christ, the eighties were weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mom's haircut is a little gay. <laughs> I say this as having her haircut right now. <laughs> That's Laser Time. New every Monday on LaserTimePodcast.com, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. If anything in this episode has piqued your interest, we put links in the show notes you can click on to find out more. Catch up on past shows and be alerted every week when a new one drops by subscribing to us in Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, TuneIn, iTunes, or wherever you like to listen. While in iTunes, take a second to rate and review the show. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. We love to hear from our podcast listeners, so email your thoughts, suggestions, questions, ideas, or complaints on this or any other past episodes to drawn at genxgrownup.com. And find Finally, Drawn and Paneled is more than a podcast. You can find our other content on the Gen X Grown Up YouTube channel or our website at genxgrownup.com. And that will wrap it up for another episode of Drawn and Paneled. Mark, first of all, I want to thank you for joining us back again from the old Comic Sans days and back to join us in the new Drawn and Paneled days. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And I will be happy to come around again in the future. Well, I hope you stick around because next week we've got you slated for our back issue episode. And in this episode, we're going to talk all about the series, The Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, yeah. Oh, snap. (laughs) Jason, always a pleasure to have you here. Oh, thank you. And Mark, it's great to have you back. Appreciate it, buddy. And we will see you guys next time. See you guys later. This podcast is an affiliate of the GWW Radio Network. Visit Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, TV, cosplay, and more. Mad Magazine. Advertising mascots. B-movie posters. And cartoons. 
Oh yeah, I can't forget cartoons. If you get the funky connection that ties these pop culture gems together, you'll dig two designers walk into a bar. See, we're a couple of creatively curious pals living between the bookends of grand museums and dive bars. Hey, you know the place, the sweet spot where highbrow and lowbrow become drinking buddies. So join our barroom chats as we talk influential work and uncover stories of how the familiar became iconic. Think behind the music for the stuff we love. Check out our website at twodesignerswalkintoabar.com. And listen wherever you get your podcasts or visit evergreenpodcasts.com.